passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. Believe podcast, the network for professionals. Ryan Stone here with you again. Excited to have another great guest here with us this week. We're joined now by Eastern Kentucky head coach, A.W. Hamilton, of course, uh, formerly an assistant at, uh, at NC State uh, for a couple of years under current head coach, uh, Kevin Keats. Uh, A.W., how's, uh, how's everything going, man? Yeah, everything's going well. It's been uh, an interesting time, but uh, things are uh, uh, going much better. Yeah, I know you've had an interesting summer, which is why I wanted to, uh, to have you on, obviously with the ties to, uh, to NC State uh, as well. I know, I guess it was late spring, early summer, I believe, that you were, you were diagnosed with stage two uh, melanoma. Just kind of tell us about the, uh, about the details of that. Yeah, so June 12th, my brother-in-law, who's one of my assistant coaches, Steve Lapore, he had a stroke. And, you know, he's 40 years old, um, one of the healthiest guys I've, I've ever been around. He works out, he eats great. Um, it it kind of caught us all by surprise. And, uh, you know, I hadn't had a physical done since 2004. So, you know, I call my family doctor, I set up a physical, I go in for my physical, um, you know, do all the things that you do at a physical. And at the end of it, Ryan, I, I had this mole on the back of my ear. It's been there as long as I can remember. I show my doctor and he said, look, it's, it's probably not much. Let's get you over to the dermatologist. Uh, let's let them cut it off. And it, it's probably nothing. So I go to the dermatologist. Uh, he, he, he agrees. He doesn't think it's a big deal. Uh, he cuts it off and says, hey, look, we'll run a biopsy on it. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think it's anything to worry about. And then the next week, the next Tuesday, he calls me and said, listen, I'm shocked to tell you this, but um, and I, I did not expect to be telling you this, but you got at least stage two melanoma. And he said, listen, we got to get you into the UK Cancer Center right away to see the oncologist. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, this melanoma is a very scary cancer because it's so unpredictable and it can spread so fast. So, um, you know, I, I was shocked. Uh, I didn't expect that. Listen, I feel great. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I have tons of energy and, and passion and drive and enthusiasm for my job, my family and, and what I'm doing. And, you know, had, had no idea this was coming and it, uh, you know, completely caught me off guard. Yeah, no question about it. I imagine it was definitely a scary situation. I mean, you're only you're only 39. Uh, so, I mean, I know it's a, it's a scary situation, obviously, particularly uh, happening in the middle of a pandemic when everybody's kind of on their toes about uh, about their health and things like that. And I know uh, Eastern Kentucky and you put out kind of the video to help uh, raise awareness for cancer and melanoma and things like that. I guess what, what's kind of been the response that you've gotten to that? Well, we, we've got a great response. I've probably got over 600 phone calls, emails, text messages, you know, people who re reached out and, and thanked me for sharing my story. 
um, you know, and, you know, told me they were going to get a physical, they were going to the dermatologist. Um, you know, it's, it's been really powerful. I've, I've, I've got, you know, so many people have reached out that have, have had a similar story as mine. And, you know, my thing was Ryan, that I just hadn't had a physical since 2004. And I would have never done this if it wasn't for my brother-in-law. He absolutely saved my life. And I was fortunate because I caught my melanoma at stage two. And, and you know, I had to have a major surgery. There was a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, going into the surgery. And then obviously after the surgery, while I was waiting to see if the, you know, cancer cells had spread, you know, throughout my body. So, you know, I just wanted to encourage people, look, you know, you, you got to take care of your health. You got to trust your body. You know, I wanted people to know how important it was to get a yearly physical uh, to any type of mold that you have that maybe changing colors. Maybe it's not that it, it's worth going to the dermatologist and letting them look at it. Yeah, certainly uh, true. Again, we're talking to Eastern Kentucky head coach, A.W. Hamilton, former assistant of uh, Kevin Keats at, uh, at NC State. Uh, I guess, um, you know, like, like we said, it was obviously a scary situation. When you, when you got the news, I guess, what was the, that you, that you had cancer, obviously, what, you know, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Cause I mean, you're, you're coming off, I mean, you've had some great years coaching wise, but this may have been, uh, you know, personally for you may have been the best year you've had of your coaching career. So to get that, you know, this year, uh, what, what was that, what went through your mind? So many things went through my mind that, you know, I had a cousin who died of, uh, of, of melanoma when he was just 13 years old. That's going through my mind. You know, I've always been a big goals guy, Ryan. I've never treated them like a New Year's resolution. I've always written them down, put them up on my mirror. I've got a wife and three kids. I've got an awesome family. And, uh, you know, I have uh, three $1 million checks in my mirror for all of my kids when they turn 18 years old. My, my two daughters are six and four. My son is one. I've got so many things I want to accomplish. And then when you're going through something like this, uh, I was scared. I was uh, – you know, you start thinking to yourself, is my, is my relationship with God strong enough? Is my faith strong enough? And, you know, I look at my wife. I love my wife. I met her on a blind date. And we, we, now we got this great family. I've got a job I consider a dream job. Uh, I look at my team. I absolutely love my team. We turned the corner last year and, you know, really did some special things. And so all these things are going through my mind. And, and I, I was freaked. I was completely um, scared and, and fr I was frightened and you know we always have that we all have that one person Ryan that that we call when we need something I know your mom and dad I, I'm sure that uh, <laughs> you know one of them is your your go-to person and I remember calling my mom and I said mom listen am I gonna really be okay and she says look you are gonna be okay no matter how uh, uh, tough of a battle you got with this cancer she said God has a bigger plan for you and that's when I sat down. I said, look, I, I got to regroup. I've got to attack this process and, and this cancer. And I, I made some new goals. That was to beat cancer, tell my story and save somebody else's life. So, you know, I, I, I changed my approach and stopped feeling so sorry for myself and, and got myself in a, in a better place mentally so I could attack this. And it, it was tough. It's been tough. Um, you know, I, I, I've I have no feeling in my right ear. The right side of my face is numb. Um, my doctors did a tremendous job, though. They, they reconstructed my ear and they got the, the tumor out. Uh, they took both lymph nodes out of my neck to make sure the cancer uh, cells hadn't spread there. So I've got a big incision on my neck that, you know, so my part of my neck is a little numb from, from all the nerve damage. But, 
luckily the cancer cells didn't get in my lymph nodes. So, you know, I, I was very fortunate that, you know, if I caught this cancer later, uh, there's no telling what could have happened. And, and that was part of the message is like, look, I didn't have any symptoms. I, I felt great. And, you know, and I even asked my doctor, I said, doc, you know, I, I would have never came see, came and saw you because I, nothing's wrong with me. He said, he said, that's the scary thing about melanoma because sometimes your body doesn't tell you anything. And then you catch it at stage four and, uh, you know, things could be a much worse for you. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly true. And uh, like you said, you set those three new goals. You're still, certainly doing that uh, at this point, I, I guess. You know, you said you had over 600 calls, texts, you know, people reaching out to you. I guess uh, any surprises in terms of who, who reached out to you uh, in, in terms of, you know, maybe a, a big name person or anything like that? You know, there, there's been a lot of big name people. I mean, Jim Rome reached out to yeah. me and I ended up being on his show. I, I've watched him, you know, as I've, I've grown up all his shows and, and uh, you know, I, it, that was incredible. And so many head coaches across the country. Uh, reached out, coaches I don't even talk to. And then, look, I, I had one person that said, you know, reached out to me, have no idea who they are. And they said, will you please send me a picture of the mole, your, your mole? They were like, I have a mole that's changed colors and uh, I would like to compare it. So, you know, there's been a lot of things. I mean, after, when I, when I first got back in my office, after telling my story, I mean, I had like 50 handwritten letters uh, sitting on my desk and um, it's been incredible because so many people that I don't talk to, I really don't know. And especially a lot of people in this business, because, you know, in this profession that we're in, you know, coaching things happen so fast. It's either recruiting it's, you know, or you're in season or, you know, you're, you know, you're always traveling, you're all over the country. And sometimes you just don't slow down and, and make time to, you know, do the simple thing like going to the doctor. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely true. Life can get to, can get really busy. There's no question about that. It feels like you don't have time to do the simple things uh, like that. I think I guess what's maybe the most inspiring thing about all this is, you know, you got diagnosed on June 12th or you went to the doctor on June 12th and you're getting ready to coach this season. So, I mean, you've kind of had a, a remarkable uh, story in terms of, of your recovery. So, I mean, what's what's that like, I guess, you know, getting ready to, uh, to coach again this season after this? Yeah, you know, it was uh... – you know, the recovery process, I'm still going through the recovery process. I'm, I'm, I'm just now starting to get my energy back. I just got cleared to exercise again so I can run, I can lift weights. And uh, uh, that's been really nice. My, the team I got, Ryan, <clears throat> they have really helped me um, and, and lifted me up through this because I love my group of guys. And, you know, just being on the floor with them, being around them, we, we got a really special thing here going at Eastern Kentucky. So, you know, I really hope that we get an opportunity to play because we got a special group. Yeah, I mean, you, I know you were, you, were the dist, you were the conference coach of the year last year, the OVC conference coach of the year, and then you were the, uh, the district coach of the year, actually, for the NABC uh, as well. So that's why I said that it may have been your best year in terms of, uh, you know, coaching and accomplishments so far. So, I mean, what are your expectations for, for this year's team? I know you got a big transfer also in, uh, in Brandon Knapper as well. Yeah, no, we have high expectations. We, you know, we, when I got here, the biggest thing for us was we had to establish a brand and an identity. So our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Our identity is we play extremely hard. We press for 40 minutes and we, we, we run and we play really fast. And we've got to the point where, you know, our kids love playing this style. 
we've got a group of kids in here with that have great talent and uh, love playing with each other. So our expectations are, you know, to put ourselves in a position where we can win the conference every single year. We want to be a contender every single year in our league. So, you know, my first two years here as we were rebuilding this program, we were picked 10th and then we were picked ninth. You know, so now we'll pick, you know, closer to the top of the league. But we want to be a program year in, year out that we have a shot to win our conference. How, I mean, I, I think you were third last year, I believe, if that's if that's right. We we finished fourth. Fourth, fourth. Uh, so I guess you know how how close do you feel you are to you know getting to the top of that conference? Well, we we got a very tough league, but you know what we've done last year, we won twelve OVC games. It's the second most in school history here at Eastern Kentucky. <clears throat> we got off to the best start in forty-one years in conference play. So we're getting closer, but you know players make coaches good. And as we continue to bring in great recruiting classes, we get closer and closer, and, and we're, we're so close right now. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly the case. Again, we're talking to A.W. Hamilton, the head coach at Eastern, at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, used to be at uh, NC State as an assistant as well with, uh, with current head coach Kevin Keats. I, I wanted to ask you about that as well. You were at NC State for a couple of years as an assistant under Coach Keats. Uh, and that, that, that's, that's a viewed across the ACC, particularly in the state of North Carolina, as a – an interesting fan base. So, so what was your experience like uh, as an assistant coach at NC State? That was a, an incredible experience. I think Coach Keats is, is the best coach in the country. I, I, you know, I worked for him. I played for him. He's been like a father to me. I, I love how he's building that program. It was an honor to be part of that for a season. Uh, I love his team that he's got. They're so versatile. They're, they're going to have a huge season this year. But you know, NC State is an unbelievable place. The fans are awesome. They're passionate. They love the Wolfpack. They support the Wolfpack. Uh, they love basketball, and they're very engaged. So, you know, they make that place even more special. How, how is, uh, you know, you know, getting to learn under Coach Keats, as you've known him for as long as you have, how has that helped shape you as a head coach? You know, it, it's it's – a hundred percent shaped me into the coach I am and, and, and what I believe in, you know, he puts his players first. He loves his players. Um, he coaches them hard, but they all know that he loves them and he's there for them. It's always more than just about basketball. You know, he's teaching those young people about life. So it's really shaped me as a coach. Yeah, certainly uh, the case. And before you were at NC state, you were of course at the uh, Hartwright military Academy, which is how we know each other. Um, you, you got to coach a couple NBA guys in Terry Rozier and Montrez Harrell. You coached a few others as well, but those are the two main ones, uh, currently in the, uh, in the NBA. What's it been like for you as their former coach to get to watch those guys, uh, succeed in the league the way they have? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Cause you know, watching those guys grow at Hargrave, um, you know, I was so proud of them and they put themselves in position to, to do so many great things and, you know, both of them, you know, I, I talked to both of them. They, they both reached out when I was going through this, you know, as I've been going through this cancer experience. And, you know, I'm really, really proud of those guys and, and everything they've accomplished. And they're, they're, they're just now beginning. They, you know, their, their careers are going to go on for a long time. And, you know, I was really proud of the group of guys overall that we've had at Hargrave. I, I talked to the Spurs today about Najee Marshall, They, you know, and, you know, there's so many guys that I had at Hargrave that are doing so well. You look at Braxton Beverly at NC State, DJ Funderburg. I mean, the list goes on and on. I've got some Hargrave guys here with me at, at uh, 
at EKU and Trey King, Brandon Knapper, and uh, you know I had Tyrone Taylor last year. So there's just there's a ton of <clears throat> ton of guys, and I'm re really proud of all of them. Yeah, you've got them. Uh, got them all across the country. There's a, there's no question about that. And you know, I mean, those two teams. You know, we mentioned Rozier and Harrell. They were you had them back to back years, and uh, those were two of I know two. I don't know if they were two of the best, but they were two of the better teams you ever had. Those were the two years that I happened to be uh, there broadcasting the game. So. Uh, you know, when you think about those teams in particular, uh, you know, what kind of comes to mind for you? Well, it's, it's how those guys set the tone for those teams and, and the mentality that they had as players <clears throat> really, you know, shaped those teams. Like our, our first year with Montrez, we won our first 38 games. We're 38-0 and 0 playing <laughs> in the national championship game versus Brewster Academy. Ten minutes to go in the game, it's 58-55. Uh, we got the lead. Ryan Taylor rolls his ankle. They end up beating us, but they had a great team. Uh, but what Montrez did when it was time to practice, nobody practiced harder than that kid. Nobody. And he elevated everybody else up to his level. And Terry was able to do the same thing, just how competitive those guys were. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, like you're 100% <clears throat> right about Montrez. I mean, I remember watching him practice, and it's kind of like, does he have an off switch ever when you, when you watch the guy just how – how hard he plays and how competitive he is. Yeah, no question. And that's, that's why he's making so much money. It's because he plays with such high energy and such passion. You know, it's made him into a millionaire. Yeah, that it, uh, that it certainly has. He's been a lot of fun to watch uh, in the NBA, particularly you know, since I got to see him uh, at such a young stage. And uh, I guess uh, before I let you go, uh, you know, we, we, I kind of did this to help, you know, help raise awareness, things like that. So, I mean, if you, you know, any advice that you would give uh, just to the, to the listeners about, you know, reaching out to their doctor, you know, what kind of doctors to see, things like that uh, to help them uh, try, to, try to at least catch cancer early. Yeah, listen, just slow down. Slow down. Uh, make time to, to, to get to your doctor. You know, get your yearly physical. Go to the dermatologist. Uh, every day is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. God is, is great, and he's got a plan for all of us. Trust, believe, uh, love your family, enjoy, enjoy every, every day you get. Is a, they're all a blessing. And, you know, my life has been going so fast, and, you know, I had, it, it's helped me take a step back and, and really enjoy my kids more, enjoy my wife more, enjoy being around my family more, uh, and strengthen my, my faith even more. And, you know, again, Listen, God is great. He's got a plan for all of us. And I think his plan for me was to tell you my story so you can slow down and do those little things to help your life. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly great advice. I did want to tell you, uh, you know, I, I know A.W. from he was you know, when he was head coach at Hargrave. Uh, he was the first kind of the first broadcasting job I had kind of when I went to him and said that I wanted to broadcast their games online. I uh, had just gotten out of college, didn't have a full time job yet. Uh, so if it wasn't for you, I'm not sure where I would be broadcasting wise. So uh, you certainly helped helped me out a lot, and uh, I've always appreciated you for that. Well, listen, I think the world of you and your family, uh, you guys have all been really good to me. And uh, uh, listen, I, I think you're a superstar. You're going to keep rising <laughs> in the profession. You just keep being you, man. You're one of the best. I appreciate it. Again, we've had uh, been joined by A.W. Hamilton, the head coach at uh, Eastern Kentucky former assistant coach at, uh, at NC State. A.W., appreciate you joining us uh, so much. Thanks. Have a good night.
And that's good stuff from A.W. Hamilton. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. Uh, As always, you can catch it on Apple and Spotify or anywhere you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.